Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, From Blueprints to Business Plans, with our guest, Ryan. Thank you for being here today, Ryan. Would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Matt. My name's Ryan Sullivan. I'm a a licensed engineer as well as a financial planner. Wonderful. It's great to have you here on the podcast today. How did you choose these careers? Yeah, so I originally started out in engineering, and I went to Montana State University for a mechanical engineering degree. And it was funny along the way, my mom was like, hey, you should take some business classes. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't need to do that. I'm an engineer. And afterwards realized like, hey, there's this whole other world out there called the business world. And for whatever reason, I was really fixated on engineering in school. And I didn't really know why per se, like I stumbled into that. I remember thinking, Hey, I'm, I'm good at math and science. So I guess engineering, right? How else do you come up with your, your degree or what you're supposed to do? And, and then I remember too, a conversation I was having with like a friend of my dad's. And I think he was an engineer. I was like, Oh, what discipline are you going to do? It was like, I, I don't really want to do chemical. I don't really want to do electrical. I don't really want to do computer. I don't want to do civil. Like what's left. I was like, I guess mechanical. And so it's the most general and broad. And so that seemed like. A good place to start. And so that's where I started and went down that path and eventually realized, well, so coming out of school, got a job in that field and started working in the construction industry in the AC world, designing HVAC plumbing systems for buildings across the country. And my dad was in construction. And so I, I think I was following in his footsteps a little bit, but more on the design and kind of offensive side. And it wasn't too long before I was doing that where I realized like, hey, I'm not sure that I really want to do this the rest of my life. It just was somewhat repetitive and just doing these projects over and over again. And so I started to read and explore and learn about what other possibilities were out there. And that's where I discovered business and entrepreneurship and investing. And I'd always been interested in the stock market. And so I started pursuing that and thought about trading and decided not to do that. And then was like, Hey, maybe I'll start a business or buy a business and went down that path. And that didn't totally pencil out. And so it was this long journey over years and years. And eventually I got an opportunity to basically start a engineering department. And it was a unique opportunity at a existing smaller mechanical plumbing contractor. And they were looking for someone to come in and basically start their engineering side of things and get more into design build. And but at the time, I'd actually been considering leaving the industry and doing something totally different. Uh, but it was like, hey, this kind of takes my background, my skills. I've got five years of experience at this point in time, and I can leverage that. But I also get the ability to do more than just be a product engineer. I can start to work on the business side of things and get involved with that. And so that was a really great opportunity to basically build my own firm inside an existing company without necessarily all of the risk associated with that. And still had a steady paycheck, but got a lot of the responsibilities and the freedom to do things how I saw fit. And so 
built that for about five years. And I guess along the way that company got acquired and basically under kind of new ownership, but stayed the course and just more resources and ability to do more with that. And so built a great team, learned a ton in that process, but ultimately realized like I'm spending all of my free time researching markets and investing and finance. And I've been doing this stuff for years and years. And now people are coming to me and asking me questions and seeing as an expert in these areas. I, I love having deep kind of one-on-one conversations with people about this. And so maybe this is something here. And I also ended up meeting a guy just on happenstance that used to be an engineer and became a financial advisor. And so that was opening too. If, oh, there's somebody else like me that's done this before. What does that journey look like? How did that go for him? And he ultimately built a very successful financial advisory business. And so that was cool to see that. And so then things just started clicking just between one another. And eventually it was like, hey, I think this makes a lot of sense. I want to start my own business. I'm interested in this. Got people talking to me. I know I'm good at this type of work. And so it all came together and ultimately decided to launch my own firm. So that's where Off the Beaten Path Financial came from. Wonderful. I think it's really great what you do because I think engineers in particular could really benefit from that financial planning advice. Sometimes they're really good with equations and figuring out problems, but maybe not have the details necessary to think about like retirement planning. Yeah. And I think it's funny as I got in this world, there's quite a few advisors out there that actually say, Hey, we'd rather not work with engineers or they're some of our most difficult clients. And I think the reason for that is they're very logical. They're very detail oriented. They ask a lot of questions and, but yeah, if it's not their primary focus, they have a demanding job a lot of times. And so that's where their attention goes. And in their free time, they want to relax or have fun or do these other things. And I get it. Everybody wants to spend all their time like me playing with spreadsheets and running the numbers and looking at markets and these things. And so there's nothing wrong with having someone in your corner. And I think in all areas of life, whether it's athletics or business or music or art or different things. People have coaches and I look at it more of a coaching thing or kind of a consultant, someone that's put the time in that has the expertise to basically back you up and understand what you're looking for and how to get you there. For sure. And a little bit in your previous answer, you've hit on my second question. And that's what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation? Yeah, so I've thought about this in the past and I think a big realization I had a couple of years after school and it, it really stemmed from the book, you've, you're probably familiar with it, but Think and Grow Rich from yes. Napoleon Hill. Read that one? Yeah. And uh, there's, I was on a, a work trip at the time and I was headed down to Wyoming. It was like a four or six hour drive. And I remember sitting in the back, there was two older guys in front and uh, just silence the entire drive. No talking, no music, no nothing. And so I was sitting back there reading my book and all of a sudden I started having this epiphany and I'm just like tearing up and I'm starting to cry and I'm like trying to make sure they don't know what's going on in the backseat and stuff. And I just had this realization that the world is just made by people just like you and I. And there's nothing really that material different about anybody in that regard. And that we live at least in a time and a place where we can do pretty much anything. And so if you set your mind to it, you can accomplish it. And that at the end of the day, if you look around, everything around you was just created by other people at some point in time. And whether it's physical things or just the systems that are in place or like uh, uh, societal norms or any of this kind of stuff, like this was all just created by people and you have the ability to, to change that yourself. And so that was just a huge kind of epiphany moment for me. I, I can make whatever I want happen. And I don't know that anybody had really, I don't know, maybe explain that to me or maybe believe that. But 
once that kind of set in, that really was like the kickstart for kind of my journey of, okay, I'm not going to just sit back and wait for things to happen. I'm going to go after it because no one else is going to do it for me. And so I think throughout your kind of younger years, you just have your hand held because you're with your parents, you're going through school. Obviously it makes sense to your kid, but at a certain point then it's just up to you. And so you have the ability to do those things. And if you really set your mind to it, you can make it happen. For sure. I agree with that a hundred percent. My next question is, can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? Yeah. So in the process of building my engineering department, there's a period of time where we, we had a little bit after the merger, there's a lot of conversations going on. I was having a lot of meetings, high level strategic, how do we bring these companies together? What does that look like? What are we going to do with all this stuff? At the same time, we had a ton of new projects coming on. And so I'd hired a couple of new people. And so I had some inexperienced team members. My whole team was very young and had very little experience in the projects and type of work that we were doing. And so it was a really difficult and stressful and busy time. It was just managing and getting everything done. And in the process of that, we look back on it and it was like the crucible. It's crazy to think what we were able to accomplish in that time period just because of how much we got done and the level of experience of the guys and what they're able to produce. And I think ultimately what I learned from that was that one, sometimes going through an experience like that can be really valuable. You learn a lot in a short time frame, and it really expedites your journey. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I was always, and I always have been a systems and process guy, but I really came to rely on and realize the importance of that in a period like that, where I was able to implement and develop and train a system and a process and a workflow for everyone to follow that even though they didn't have a ton of experience doing that type of work, they were able to go through that. And then it made it easier for me to go back and review and check and look for errors or mistakes because it, I knew what it should have looked like. And so if it didn't fall into the norm, it was really easy to detect where things might be off. And so that allowed me to be able to do more with less as well as for those guys to do more with less. And so I think the big takeaway there was just a, the power of systems, as well as what ultimately we created was just a really tight team and a culture within that of being willing to help each other out. And I think I haven't worked at a ton of different firms in my past, but I think a lot of times in the engineering world, you have a project, people are independent, they have ownership of it. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're you don't always get the support and help from people around you because that's not really their problem. And so you're just focused on your piece. And then if you have to stay late, that's up to you. But in this environment, we really help each other out and people that weren't involved with the project would jump in. And so it's just this very kind of all hands on deck collaborative effort for pretty much the whole summer. And so at the end of that, it just created this great team environment, this great culture. And it was a, all in all, it was a good experience when it was all said and done. What I love about that story too, is your discussion about systems and processes. And I think that was so valuable in helping your team through that period of time, but it's also, I think, helpful in your personal life. Establishing systems and processes can really help you when you are in a high stress situation because you can fall back on those systems and processes. And while they do take sometimes effort to implement at the beginning, they're a huge benefit for productivity and being able to get things done in the long run. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think you hit it on the head there. And there's some quote I can't quite remember, but you like, you fall to the level of your systems basically. And mm -hmm. so if you can get strong systems or routines in place, then you don't really have to worry about much at that point. And 
I take that same approach to my financial planning as well of let's get, I call it an automated cash flow system. And let's get these things set up in place so that you can focus on other stuff. It takes away that mental burden, the mental capacity that's required to think about these types of things. And then you just let it run on autopilot. It applies to your life, applies to work, applies to business, all of that. For sure. For my final question, what advice would you impart to someone just starting their career? Yeah, so I think when you're first coming out of school and stuff, you don't know a whole lot. You don't have a ton of experience. And so you get funneled into the major things. It's doctor, lawyer, engineer, these types of things. But there's so much out there. And so I think that a good way to think about it is if you really try to understand what do you actually really enjoy doing and maybe where your strengths are within that. And you should probably have some interests and some things you like. And so if you don't just look at what that thing is, I think that's where people get stuck, but break that down into its pieces of what are the components that you actually enjoy doing. And so I think, for example, say you're really into video games or something. And I guess these days you can make a career of that, I suppose. But if you break that down, it's do you enjoy the competitiveness? Do you enjoy the team and the social element of it? Do you enjoy like the intense focus? Do you like sitting in a computer for extended periods? Like what are like kind of the pieces that go into that that you actually enjoy doing or that you're good at? And from there, you can start to paint this picture. And I think when you do that, maybe write it down and you outline what these different traits and things are. And that kind of starts to form an image of what a particular kind of role might be that you might be either good at or enjoy doing, spending your time on. And I think from that point, then you can start to look at industries. And so at at an industry level, you've got, whether it's tech or construction or retail or all these different things, but from what I've seen, there's generally a lot of similar jobs in each industry. And so you can do pretty much the same thing in almost any industry. And so then you can figure out maybe you have more interest in tech over construction or vice versa, or maybe you see the potential for growth in an industry over the next 10, 20 years, and it makes sense to align yourself to that. And so once you have that industry narrowed down, then you can really start to look for jobs within that, or, or maybe even companies first and then jobs. And so I, I take a, maybe a backwards looking approach at that, but I think that really helps to dial in what you're actually looking to do on a day-to-day basis and then align everything with that. And the other thing I'll say on that too, is that as time goes on and you get older, things happen and usually you end up with more responsibilities or more things going on, whether you get married, have kids, have a house, whatever it is. And it, those early years are great to, to take some more risks, to be more flexible, to bounce around a bit and try to get as much experience as possible. Cause I think at the end of the day, even for myself that likes to sit and think it's hard to truly plan everything out or figure it all out just by thinking about it. You really have to get those experiences to, to really, truly learn what it is that's going to work for you and what isn't. And so the more you can do that early on, the more you can help narrow in on what makes the most sense for you in the long term. For sure. And I think aligning your interests is a really good perspective and way to go about it. I think sometimes undergrads get hung up on like job titles, like mm-hmm. I'm for this specific job title, but by looking for your interests and how those interests align, you might find positions that better align with your interests, but maybe was not a job title in particular that you even knew about or were considering. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think 
I've seen so much of that just with different industries and it's hard in the beginning because you don't really know what you don't know, but there's such all these obscure things. If you just look around at the world, there's so many different types of businesses that people are making different things, products or services. And within that, they all have similar types of kind of roles and, and positions. And I think trying to do more like boots on the ground sort of research and not just relying on looking on Indeed for yeah. what's on there. For sure. This has been a great conversation and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. It was great talking with you. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey. Thank you.